Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. All right. Look at that. Bam. Booyah. Mm. All three Five. of us back together again. That's right. People were saddled with just the two of us for far too long. Mm, emphasis on the sad. But yeah, we can make it if we try. I went to um, the beach. Mm. That uh, movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio. He is, or is that the <laughs> Cove, or is it I the Beach? Know. The Beach. They're both remakes, though, right? Maybe the Cove and the Beach. They're related. Maybe they're sequels. Son of the Beach. Do you remember that show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched Son of Sam. Nope. Son, That's a Son Howard of Sam. Stern Summer of Sam. Baywatch show. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I, that, 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 that's the kind of stuff that's in my brain. Wow. Son of the Beach, a horrible FX comedy show from like 20 years ago that no one gives a shit about. I do remember watching that. I watched watching that on YouTube a couple years ago. I was like, ooh, I can watch this. It wasn't very yeah. good. Mm, produced by Howard German, Stern. Man. How about that? The yeah. shocking radio disc jockey. That's right. The shocking one. Yeah, the humor was uh, what you'd expect from a show like that. So. We need jokes. Mm-hmm. Breasts. Hey, ooh, breasts. That's right. If I want to see a weenie joke, I could just look down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Brutal self-burn. So how was the, the beach? Let's do a little, uh, let's catch people up. I hope everybody had a uh, happy 4th of July and, you know, uh, had fun with their families, all that stuff. Uh, salute. Look at that. Amen. Salute to the nation from Amen. Um, Very very worth celebrating the 4th of July this right. year. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Not to get all political. Uh-oh. So how uh, was the beach? It was very nice. Uh, yeah. It was Charles, Virginia. My, um, my girlfriend's sister has a house down there. Um, and we, we kind of extra self-isolated for like three weeks just because we were going to be around their family. Um, so it was the first time I was around people like in a long time. So... History will dictate whether or not that was a good idea, but everybody's been behaving and not being around people, so that's good. It was nice. Um, the 4th of July was really weird. Uh, it was like a small little town, and just, again, not to get serious, but considering all the, like, horrible strife this country's been going through, like, to see people, like, normally celebrating the 4th of July was a little surreal to me. Um, I won't, I'll get into that, but... It was a nice little respite from just being in this living room uh, for four months. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And there were dogs, and I got to hang out with the dogs. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. Speaking of which, we got some oh, dog wow. buddies here. There's Lola over there. Oh, both of them. Yeah, they're both just sleeping like little angels. You're dogged up, baby. I, read I got a dog up for, to the, for the pod, you know. Dog up for the pod. <laughs> I also read uh, four books. Wow, that's a lot like, of reading. That was great. That was. This might sound sad, but that might have been the best part of the vacation. Awesome, being able to read four books. Which books can I ask? Podcasting. Um, I read a mystery book by Philip Kerr. He writes these like hard-boiled detective novels set in Nazi Germany. Um, the main character is not a Nazi. That's, that's, that's good, good bit of an important bit of context. Yeah. 
um, he's like kind of against the Nazis and it, he's like always dealing with like all these atrocities and like trying to not get sent to a concentration camp and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, when, when you say he's kind of against the Nazis, is he like kind of okay with them too? Is he just oh, like, no. I don't know, like. <laughs> no, that, I, I misspoke. Um, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I read? Um, the, I read a, a Raymond Chandler book, the Philip Marlowe character, the only mm-hmm. one I haven't read, so that was good. Playback. Cool. Um, I read a, a May Gray book, the character by George Simeon, the French writer who claims to have had sex with 15,000 women or something like that. Um, Is that what the book's about? No, the book's like a detective story. But, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I read a... 15,000, that just sounds like a full-time job. When are you doing anything yeah. else? Yeah, when does he write? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I assume in in between visits to some kind of clinic. Uh huh. <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> like, nuts. I don't know the history of like STDs and like how how good they were at fixing them. But he was a writer like a little bit ago. Like, I think he died in the '60s or '70s or something. So I'm like, he was probably swimming with STDs. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Did he die of syphilis? Because that would be a good piece of evidence. I don't know what he died of, but I'm going to look that up. All right. That's exciting. Maybe mm-hmm. syphilis did it, did it, like, curb stopped him or something. Oh, boy. You never know. How have you been, Highlander. Kyle? <laughs> Kyle, how have you been? <laughs> I've been all right. Yeah? Um, uh, just uh, the, the, the self-isolation train continues. Didn't really do anything fun for 4th of July-ish for 4th of July, but we discovered that... Uh, like 15 minutes from the house in New Jersey, there is a uh, a nine-acre fenced-in dog reserve kind of Ooh. thing. Uh, you know, some eccentric rich person left a huge swath of land to, you know, the community with a condition that like nine acres of it be fenced in for dogs. So we took the dogs there and that was a blast. Uh, Dash, the, the puppy, encountered water for the first time and handled that like a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> but it was a great time. We had, a, we had a blast. Very exciting. I'd say. There is some video that everybody needs to try to find. I don't know how you can find it. But it's like a guy like rolling up his pant legs and he like starts wading into a fountain. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the camera cuts over to the middle of the fountain where, like, the water's shooting up. And there's just a dog, like, freaking out, <laughs> like, standing over the water and, like, trying to eat it and stuff. So it's, like, this guy trying to get his dog from out of the fountain. <laughs> the dog is, like, freaking out. It's so excited. It's an amazing video. That's been, like, one of the uh, things keeping me sane is watching, like, internet animal videos that's about right yeah uh so yeah i sound like everybody's like middle-aged mother like <laughs> tweeting them cute videos <laughs> Ooh, lolcats <laughs> i love those lolcats what about you keith what have you been doing uh not much didn't really Whoa. do anything <laughs> didn't do anything for fourth of july uh really i, I don't even remember what i made i made some sort of food 
Jambalaya. No, it wasn't jambalaya. Name another one. Uh, uh, name another food. Uh, couscous. No. Mm, uh, tofu. It might have had tofu. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's I, good stuff. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So that was an exciting holiday. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, Try to think what movies and stuff I've been watching. I started watching that Will Ferrell like Eurovision thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's that? Uh, I, I turned it off. <laughs> uh, I really gonna, liked it. I'm going to revisit it. Uh, yeah. But like in the first 15 minutes, I was like, there's no jokes yet. And uh, so I'm good. So I put on <laughs> something uh, that made me laugh. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I, it was, didn't grip me in 15 minutes though. Uh, and I started watching Stargate SG-1 again. So that's been fun. Oh, nice. They go all woof. That's that been good. MacGyver. It is MacGyver. Yeah, that's right. Then just, like, Dean Anderson. Yeah, who is playing Kurt Russell's character and just decides, what if this was just a different character? Right. <laughs> what if I just made every decision in the opposite direction and just kind of played this as myself? Is but it it's like, great. He's great. I like it. Opposite universe? Or opposite? Is it an alternate universe or something? Yep. It takes place after the movie. Weird. It's the Snyderverse, guys. Yeah, and spoiler alert, they decide in the first episode that the aliens you're seeing are actually weird worm parasites that control people's brains. Like, from the movie? Yeah. yeah. Look, like, they, had to, they had to make some decisions to move the, the series forward here. And it, I just, I'm just saying, they made some bold moves. Like, I, as my understanding, the people who made the original movie were like, I'm sorry, what now? Yeah. <laughs> I love the original movie, too. That's oh, great. Yeah, the movie's terrific. I love that Stargate. Gotta love it. I love um, the guy. What's the guy's name? The 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 um, the, the 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 director. The the Pharaoh. What's that actor's name? I don't know the a- the actor's name who plays. Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson. Oh, okay. And after after he made Stargate, he quit. He was like, I hate this. I hate being in movies. <laughs> What was the other movie he was in before that? I feel the like it was a fighting fair... game. That's it. I was going to say it was like Boys Don't Cry, the crying game. Yes. With Forrest Whitaker. Mm. Yeah. And he plays an androgynous um, character. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Eamon. Bringing it today. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I've been watching that sort of stuff, watching documentaries and stuff. Uh, it's been good. And. Uh, yeah, Ooh, I don't you watch Docs. You yeah. watch Supersize Me. Supersize Me. Mm-hmm. Is that? Uh, I thought it was good. I I saw that in the theater when it came out. I think. No, oh, you didn't rewatch it. I I think I rewatched it at some point years ago. There's a Supersize Me too. Did you know that? No. Super, even more Supersizer. What, what I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Dessert. I, I think he made it. Yeah, it's about dessert. It's about uh. <laughs> The Frosties or the Tasties or what? Are, what are the McDonald's? They're called milkshakes, Damon. Uh, McFlurries. Oh, McFlurry. the McFlurry. That's right. That's like a Dairy Queen, you know, move. I think, right? Blizzard. Yeah, a McFlurry sounds a lot like a blizzard. Yeah, they're both evocative of snow. Right, and weather. Mm, Frosties. Okay. That's weather. The frost, right? All these weather drinks, huh? Weird. The weather wizard. Where's all the ooh, the flashes villain, the weather wizard. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> so let's hop in. Uh so uh this is Corona Chronicle number uh ten. 
That's backwards. Ten? Ooh, I don't ten. Know. If you can't tell, we're we're apparently oh, coming apart at the seams. Yes. Uh, so there's not too much reader mail left, which is surprising. Uh, we're getting to the end of this. Uh, so we'll discuss what we're going to do after we get to the end of the reader mail and all that sort of stuff in future episodes. But uh, we decided we want to take a break uh, on season six because since we all can't be together in the studio to record, we thought this would be best to kind of plow through a bunch of old reader mails. Uh, so who wants to kick us off with reader mail number one? Or should I do oh. it? Uh, oh, Kyle, do you want to do it? Kyle's on it. I'm Ooh. on it. So let's just jump right in here with a, with another favorite, actually from 2020 now, baby, uh, from friend of the show, Jim from Detroit. Who? Uh, and this is about the episode Diplomatic Immunity. Diplomatic Immunity. Diplo Immunity. Uh, we're getting all up in Lethal Weapon. So the problem with this episode is that McLeod is supposed to have become super enlightened fighting Araman, but uh, his threat of walk away or I will hunt you, hunt you could have been done any season before season six. Fair point. Uh, yeah, either Cloud was really advanced prior to the demon thing or the lessons he learned didn't stick. Like really that's the problem. How can you have a pacifist hero in an action show? It's a good point. Uh, it's like having Bruce Wayne fighting crime by cutting checks to end poverty and attack the root causes of crime. That may be a smart way to go, but having a billionaire write checks for 20 pages in a comic or two hours in a movie is kind of boring. Also, really getting hit by a car is actually a real con called the Flopsy. Uh, keep up the good work, Jim from Detroit. Then he includes actually a long uh, description of this scam, the Flopsy. And it's kind of interesting. So it's the slang term for a scam where like the hustler like basically teaches themselves to do like a loose limbed roll across a hood of a car. Uh, so they like really get thrown around like a rag doll, but don't suffer injuries. Uh, like really good people can do like take like a 25 mile per hour hit without any serious injury. Um, and then a lot of times they will you know, work with a doctor, like a, a scam, this will be joined in the scam by like the doctor who will like inflate their injuries and things like that so they can get a big payout from people's insurance companies and stuff. He then includes a weird side note about how this is such a big problem in Russia that a lot of people have dash cams and as a lot, they as a result, they've captured uh, one of the most complete uh, meteor entrances like on film because of somebody's dash cam because they were so worried about, uh, you know, people perpetrating the scam. So that's the flopsy, baby. Wow, interesting. Flopsy. That is interesting. Uh, I've seen, have you ever watched like the Russian dash cam videos on YouTube? Is this a genre? It is. You I should not. Check it out. There are some crazy ones. Like, Apparently, I don't want to generalize, but they all drive like maniacs in Russia. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I've seen some crazy shit, though. They uh, are really crazy. Yeah. Am it's, I the only one who's not watching Russian dash cam footage? Get on it, Kyle. Yeah. I've, I've also heard the, the dash cam thing in Russia is also a byproduct of like their insurance system, I think, mm -hmm. which is apparently rather strict. So <laughs> unless you can like prove that you didn't cause the accident, you might not get a claim. 
Uh, so I think that's also a reason why everybody has dash cams. So if they do get in an accident, they can just give the tape to the insurance people. Gotcha. How about that? Crazy. Insurance talk. Flopsy, mm. I thought Jim was going to write an email about my wiener. For some reason, I thought you were going to say about pancakes, but then... <laughs> I thought he was going to say something about floppy disks. Yeah. Instead, it was floppy dicks. Hey-o. Right. Hey-o. Oh, Thundercats. That's right. Do you guys Who's watch your this? Thundercat. Uh, What's up? I, I guess Lionel, is he the, the leader? Lionel is the leader. And he's cool, Lionel's right? I guess. I like Lionel. It's all about Panthro, baby. Doesn't he, I, I don't, doesn't he use like a whip or something? Doesn't he have a different weapon or no? Panthro? Yeah. He's just like nunchucks. Maybe that's it, yeah. Nunchucks. Tigra has the whip key. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you piece of shit. Psychic powers. All right. Next one. Who's up? I'll read it. All right. All right we'll do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to read it, Eamon? Yeah, let me read it. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. Do you do it? I was out. I need to make up for when I sure. was out. You do. You have to put your weight. This is from Lisa F. Regarding our favorite episode of the series, Patient Number 7. Hey, guys. Thank you for calling out all the plot holes in Patient Number 7, of which there are many, and making bad episode more funny and entertaining. I have some info about a couple of things you called out. First, you pointed out that the term for Akira's condition couldn't be or wouldn't be hysterical amnesia anymore, but weren't sure why. It's because hysterical means of the uterus. Nice. Based on the Aristotelian notion that all women's problems are caused, caused by their wombs coming loose and wandering through their bodies. <laughs> this is accepted as scientific fact as late as Freud's time, which is how it made its way into psychiatry. The terminology was finally changed to reflect modern medicine a few decades ago. But the gendered history of the term may explain why the writers thought they would give a female character amnesia without the kind of head injury or deep trauma they might have used to explain a male character's memory loss. I have no idea about that. That's crazy. About the, I didn't know that it literally meant of the uterus. Yeah. But I knew it was the thing they used to diagnose women with just because sexism. Crazy. There's all those like Victorian era like sex devices as well uh, to like aid in some of this. Mm. Ooh, tell me more. That's okay. No, oh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, there's just all these like like vibrators and all sorts of these these things that were the old to... sex toys. Yeah. So like in some cases they were they were meant to like cure women of like these conditions brought about by their like femininity or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Vibrators made out of like wood. Yep. Mm. Mm. It's winter. Uh. So, in terms of Duncan's absence this whole season, I remember hearing at the time that most of the core cast and crew, particularly Adrian Paul, were filming one of the Highlander movies at the same time as the show. I can't remember if this was Endgame or The Source. It's also one of the reasons this season it's is. It's got to be Endgame. It's neither, though. Got it's neither. Be. It's okay. neither, I think. Yeah. It's got to be neither. Uh, <laughs> it's also one of the reasons this season is so short. Auditioning spin-off heroines 
may have been a way to turn Duncan's absence from a bug into a feature. Mm. Well, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Digging it. That's a good email. Yeah, good stuff in there. Fascinating. We got Jim and Lisa schooling us. Mm -hmm. It's true. I feel like it's like, uh, like we, we need to come up with a new term for like hiking or like a new joke that's like make like a tree and leave. It's like make like a uterus and wander. <laughs> <laughs> like through the body? Loose? Yeah. <laughs> Aristotelian style, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, you're up. I'm up. All right. So now we got some like general emails from season six. Uh, so this general one here. Email. I served under the pleasure of general email. Good good <laughs> i like it uh so this is from uh paul h uh also big plug for the highlander uh rewatch discuss group on facebook uh sometimes we don't talk about that we should talk about it more uh if you're interested in talking more about this podcast and specific episodes and all that sort of stuff uh head on over to highlander rewatch discuss and join the group and you can have discussions there and uh, Paul does like a, re a weekly rewatch uh, starting back at the beginning of the series. And I think we're in, I'm trying to think what season the group is up to now. Are they in two? I guess of re-listening and re-watching the podcast. So that's cool. Uh, nice. Join into that. Uh, that's every what, Saturday or Sunday, I think they do it, yeah. which is very cool. So anyway, this is from Paul H. Uh, from March 2020. Uh, do the rewatchers have any information on why the changes to the barge? It almost seems like the interior is now a new set or something. It's much brighter from above. Hmm. Let's talk about that first. Any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I know they changed the... Uh, in season five, I know they changed the actual barge that they used for the filming. I don't know if that's related. That could be. There's also a new, you know, um, uh, like set designer um so mm. there could be some new like lighting uh as far as i know i think it's the same barge uh that we've seen before i just think it's without all that stuff in it it looks really different they probably light it differently too i don't know that's my guess i, mean, I actually i don't to. know a firm answer on this at all so i'm sure one of our listeners knows maybe write us in to refill our refill our email coffers yeah we'll we'll, we'll throw this to the audience you got anything for us <coughs> email coffers um I, I I feel like, didn't they say it was, like, really hard to film on the barge? Maybe we were like, can we stop doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it wouldn't, I mean, it makes sense that they would want to yeah, right. have a different set. But. And they're also not filming in Paris anymore either, correct? I believe so. Oui, yeah, I don't oui. know what the deal is. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, so, mm -hmm. Paul has another question. He says, why a Range Rover in place of the Citrion? Does they say that, Citrion? Citrion? Great, great effing question, Paul. Uh, I have no idea why they were like, Duncan, you now drive a Range Rover. Range Rover. And it's like, okay, like, I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't seem to fit into his character at all. I mean, I shouldn't say Duncan wouldn't he's drive an, a Range Rover. He's an outdoorsy man now. But like, yeah, well, that's the thing is like, I would get it if they pushed Duncan into a new location that wasn't the city or something. And it's like, no, but Duncan's, I don't know, he's... Uh, trips yep. around like the French countryside and hanging out in the city. I don't know. Oh, Seems like an French odd countryside sounds Range Rovery. I guess so. I don't know what city or town they're filming in though, so I don't want to say like it's really the countryside because they're definitely like in a city, right, or a town. 
I have no idea. What do you guys think? Do you like it? No. 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 He. I mean, I feel like he, driving kind of classic, really elegant cars is like one of the hallmarks, even of the movies. Because, yeah. of course, you know, uh, both Max are driving these like kind of fancy sports cars or, you know, what's like the kind of, what's the car he's always driving around, Seacouver? Um, the T-Bird. The T-Bird. I like, mean, also, oh, sorry, good. No, I'm just saying, like, stick with that. Like, sure. You, you, you convinced us for five seasons and three movies that that's what these people drive. Like, yeah. I mean, a couple of things. One, uh, they're both antique stealers. So, like, part of it makes sense that, like, as an immortal, you would actually have an old car and have kept it. Like, you know, I don't yeah, know. This if, is what I drove in 68. Right. So. Like, I don't know if Duncan bought a classic car. Oh. I think he owns a car that became classic at some point. Uh, Perfect. Which, Even better. Right. Which you could read into. Uh, but also, like, uh, to go back to Jim's uh, email, like, would it be exciting to watch a pacifist, like, action hero or something? Or, like, I don't know. Why do I want to see a Range Rover uh, on TV or on a, in a movie? Like, I see a ton of them when I'm just driving around. Like, I want to see a cool car. I'm watching a show. That's right. I don't know. Some flash. Um, flash. I'm with you on this one. All right. Uh, and then finally, he says, vote for one, Freddie Mercury or Mercury, God of Travelers. Ooh. I mean, is it blasphemous to vote against a Greek god? <laughs> Probably. Is it blasphemous to say they might be one and the same? I or, I guess, or, I, or I guess this, is, this would be the Roman version, but whatever. Uh. I think I'm gonna have to go with the with Fred Fred here. Is it because he's Freddy, a, real, a real person? Yeah, the the one that we know existed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. I think we were unanimous on that one. Here we are, born to vote for Freddie. That's right. You ever get mercury uh, poisoning or anything? All the time. Yeah. Is that a common malady that afflicts people in the? I don't know. Century? I just remember being deathly afraid of it young when I was Did younger. It? Didn't um. Jeremy Piven get mercury poisoning. Really? What? He said I'm sorry, like, what? He said it was because he ate so much fish. Oh, I kind of believe that too. He seems like a person who would Oh god. <laughs> Jeremy Piven. Yep. Uh yeah, yeah. Namaste. That's right. He was in the show Dog Police. They only made the pilot. What a what a Dog show. Dog Police. Dog Police. What is that? Okay. So here's this here's the story, guys. So Dog Police is both a band, a song, and their self-titled first album, Dog Police. And it is in a early 80s, like, punk band. Uh, and so they wrote this pretty awful song, although it's very catchy. I don't know, it's a very, it's, it's a very weird song called Dog Police. And it's about how, like, the video and the song give some mixed messages. Because uh, at the beginning of it, it's like, Hey, don't go out with that girl. She's a dog, which is a gross, uh, which is gross. That's awful. Uh, and so that's the person being dog police. But then as the song goes on, there are literal like scruff McGruff dogs in like trench coats and they march around and then they sing the chorus like we're the dog police. Uh, anyway, this was like their only hit. Uh, it's hard to even find that album. But then they decided, hey, this song is great dog police that sounds fun let's make it a show out of that uh so yeah so it's about these like alien dogs that come down and they join the police force almost like uh what's that show called with the alien cops uh alienation which is a good sure. show 
Yeah, uh, but with dogs. And so Jeremy Piven's in it. Adam Sandler is in it. Uh, There's some other people. It's got a big cast. And it's absolute horse shit. So, Dog Police, Bad Song, Dead Show, Jeremy Piven. Oh, Dash, you had Dash's attention at Dog Police, but Mm. he's, uh, yeah, Dan. Very good. Kyle, you're up. Number four. I'm up. OMG. Let me see. We're up to number four. Yes, sir. We've got actually a question from a, a, what we believe is a new writer, Terry. Scary Terry. Uh, about Fago. Fago. <laughs> hey guys, Fago is also popular among Homestuck fans, particularly Fago Red Soda. If you've avoided knowledge of Homestuck, it's best to keep it that way. I love the fro- uh, frosty ginger beer too, in moderation. Thanks for keeping us entertained. I hope you have ideas for what to do next. I really enjoy your <laughs> interaction, no matter the topic. Thank you, Terry. Homestuck. You, Terry. Is this a, a thing people are familiar with? She's, she's warning us not to look it up, but I want to know. Homestuck is a, a, a web comic. Homestuck Runner? Yeah. Homestuck Runner, yeah. But it's it's like kind of very interactive. It's actually really impressive. Um, but it has like a really rabid uh, fan base. Um, I've I've only read the first few. Like it's it's like an interactive web comic. Um, what makes like when you say interactive? interactive? Oh. Yeah, like it's, almost, it's almost like parts of it are almost like a video game. Um, like at certain like certain strips or whatever you can like control your character i believe and and make them do stuff that's interesting yeah it's pretty cool um and for some reason i'm I'm deeply curious what the connection to fago is yeah Yeah, is this connected to you know the uh the family at all i don't think i mean if you search for homestuck with fago you will see a bunch of images of these characters with what appears to be fago red soda Huh. Fascinating. You've probably seen people in Homestuck cosplay online and have not realized it was Homestuck. I'm that makes fascinated. Sense. Yeah. But Terry but, is warning us to stay away from this. What what is we're, is we're there just, like we're just ignoring Terry left and right. Yeah, but like is there content? Like are these comics like uh we, like, you know, I think it's just like a very rabid loyal fan base. Interesting. Huh. Um, How about that? Yeah. I I remember uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of Scott Pilgrim, did an interview with the Homestuck creator, whose name escapes me, but that's how I found out about it. Interesting, huh? A, a Scott Pilgrim fiend. <laughs> oh, and if people are also at this point wondering why, why we're reading a, an email about uh, red soda and ginger beer, uh, this is why. Why uh, this must have been a tasting we did, not our Christmas tasting. Did we do Fago? Uh, yeah, we did. We had done Fago. Yeah, and we, and we did, did tell the, the whole story about the family. Yeah, family. I did like that frosty ginger beer too. I love it. In fr- moderation. In moderation. Mm-hmm. Can't have too much of that frostiness. Stay very frost. good. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll go next. Ooh. <laughs> Highlander kill count from Jim from Detroit. Great episode as always, guys. Thank you, Jim. I must admit that it always appeals to my vanity when you read my emails. Mm-mm. Ooh, so this episode's appealing. You're so vain, Jim. You probably think this email's about you. 
<laughs> As to fame, I'm just kidding, Jim. That's a song, correct? It is. I understood that reference, Captain America. As to fame, <laughs> it's really a Detroit thing. Red Pop is a local drink that us locals like, but I would completely understand why people from Philly would not like it. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, our unrefined Philly palates destroyed by cheesesteaks and roast pork sandwiches. I can't appreciate the wonder of Fago. Is that the implication? My tongue's burnt from all the hot cheesesteak meat. Yeah, all this broccoli rob I'm eating has destroyed my palate. Hey, if you want a real good cheesesteak, you want to go down the... I'm disappointed by this red pop because it's not red gravy. <laughs> You just eat red gravy in, like, a bottle. Yeah. Well, only carbonated. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. We Detroiters even have a Red Pop song. You can hear it here on YouTube at Fago Boat Song Lyric Video. Keith, do you have the video queued I up? have. I'll play it uh, after the email. I'm excited. If you really want to try some Detroit-style pop, get yourself a couple of bottles of Verner's. It's a ginger ale that will put hair on your chest and burn your nose hairs. It's got a real kick. I double dare you to try to chug it down, a.k.a. Jim from Detroit. Yes, I drink Red Pop. All right. Did we if ever that's a challenge, Verner? it's accepted. Say I need again? to know the stakes if I prevail, though. Yeah. Did we ever have Verner's? Yes, we did have Verner's. Oh, we did? I think, yeah, we did. Oh, did shit. we have this ginger ale? I think so. Unless we had it later from this, you know, after this email was written, which was August of last year. So it's almost been a year. <laughs> Amazing. Well, At some point get, we had Verners, yeah. If we ever do it again, I'll join Kyle in, in chugging the Verners. Here, I'm going to give some uh, ginger ale plugs while we're plugging ginger ales here, guys. That's Is that what we're doing? This, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like Verners a lot. Verners is good out of Detroit. Great soda. Uh, my personal favorite... Ginger ale. Kyle, you can attest to this. You've had it, I believe. And if you were looking for some spicy ginger ale, check out Blenheim. B-L-E-N-H-E-I-M, I think. Uh, Blen it's and it's from uh, I believe the town of Blenheim, South Carolina. I, I might be wrong, it might be North Carolina. I think it's down in one of the Carolinas. Anyway, they've been making uh ginger ale for a long time, and this stuff is crazy spicy. Like it's perfect for cocktails. Uh it comes in there's like a light version, like a diet version, their regular Blenheim, and then there's an extra hot, and that one is super good. So check it out. Check nice. it out. I like this uh, brand. I'm I'm a bit of a an international traveler. Uh, oh, I see. I'm, I really like uh, the Canada Dry. <laughs> Canada Dry. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> it's good. You guys good. Hit, hit to my uh, shtick. It's mm. not an expression. Mm -hmm. Hip to my shtick. Hip to my shtick. Should we hear this Fago anthem? Yeah, let's take a listen. So I've got uh, this pulled up here. And so we can all listen to the Fago boat song. Uh, here we go. You guys see it? Yep. Wonderful. I like that bottle. It's an attractive. Uh, the, the Fago bottles are great. I did hear that they were discontinuing the glass bottles, which is a real bummer. Uh, the, the glass bottles Fago makes are awesome. Here we go. We need to continue. <laughs> Everybody ready?
not what I was expecting. that song plays in a horror movie before like a series of christmas toys turns on you <laughs> yeah vega remembers that was scary vego <laughs> remembers <laughs> what a song i love it <laughs> that's wild does it remind you of being a, a child again yeah it reminds me of playing with my jacks and yo-yos or whatever <laughs> yeah right <laughs> climbing through windows snowballs with that, with that little stick with the with the the, the hoop. Oh yeah, that's Those a classic hard. game. The stick yeah. with the hoop game. Yeah, love it. Bring back mm-hmm. the classics: stick and hoop. Stickball. Hey, you guys want to play some stickball? No, but I would love a fago. Ooh, a fago sounds good right about now. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. If you had to drink uh, a soda right now, what flavor? Go. I would, have a, I would have a Coca-Cola. Boring. Go. Uh, I think I would like some type of lime soda. Oh, those are hard to find. You don't want the lemon mixed in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Keith? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, oh. I'm feeling orange cream right now. Orange cream. Ooh, orange interesting. Yeah. Why do we mean interesting? That's a summery it's- beverage. It is a summary like beverage. Creamsicle? Last time I had like a creamsicle type of soda, I was like, the first two sips of this were great, and then I was like, I'm good. What? All right, fine. Uh, All right, I'm up. Reader mail. Do it. All right, this is uh, the subject is funny fact about French TV dub voices, and this is from uh, I hope I say this correct, uh, Malia, uh, I believe, uh, and this is You're just August- giving away the full name. <gasps> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to bleep that out. Yeah, we're going to bleep that out. Uh, so this is from uh, <laughs> Malia. Oh. Bleep. Bleep. I'll fix that, guys. Uh, yeah, why don't we uh, give her email address and home address, too? Do you have her social security number? It is. She emailed all that stuff. It's weird. Uh, okay, so this is also from August of last year. Uh, here we go. Hello, guys. Thanks for your cool podcast that I just discovered a few days ago. Awesome. Uh, I enjoyed listening and rewatch my favorite episodes and discovering new stuff about the Highlander mythos and behind the scenes secrets. Um, I discovered Highlander on French TV when I was in middle school. I started to watch the episodes again a few weeks ago, but the time, uh, but that time in the original version, as my understanding of English has improved quite a bit over the years. And funny fact I wanted to share with you. I was surprised to discover that Darius had a German accent. I didn't know the actor was German. Uh, but not Horton. At the time, we had uh, voice dubbing, and Darius was dubbed by a French uh, in a French voice, while Horton was dubbed by a guy with a German accent, which I guess was supposed to amplify his people's <laughs> side. How about wow. that? That's, That's really- wild. That's an interesting choice that they made there. Yeah. Darius. That priest, Darius. Darius. Love it. Create like a soundboard, like Darius. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's like enough that you could get like a solid mid 2000 soundboard thing going here. And then we could become like the Highlander jerky boys. We can call all our former guests and prank them. Yeah. <laughs> tough deals, tough deals. Do, 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 do. <laughs> tough deals. Wow, what a pull I forgot about. Uh, cars, tough deals, strange food. We should have asked uh, Chris about that. You wanted to. I remember that was like, wasn't that on the list there? I think Questions? I wanted to ask him what was it like to go to another dimension. That's or, right. Or just going to go to the final, final dimension. dimension. <laughs> uh, and smartly, we uh, decided not to ask him that question. Yes, it would have been confusing. And we only, we were the only people who would have thought that was funny. So It's yep. true. I hear it's a bad thing to troll your guests well. if you want them to uh, enjoy the experience. Wait, what? It is? <laughs> I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Yeah, that's, that explains why you've made all of our guests deeply uncomfortable. Yep. After every interview, we cut out the part where I troll them, and then they send us an angry email. <laughs> that's not true. I'm just making that up. All right, Kyle, you are up. Ooh, all righty. Uh, this one's a, it's got a subject about listener email shows. Uh, <laughs> greetings and salutations. We rewatch era. I was listening to the email feedback show and the topic of the, uh, the watcher organization's source of income came up. I wonder how much of their holdings and material wealth has come from pillaging dead immortals' estates. If they pay close enough attention to know where Luther hid the Methuselah stone, I'm sure they know where to find their passwords and bank account details. This is from Dan. That's a great fucking point. I love this. I think this is a great little uh, fan theory. That makes yeah. me think, do like immortals have wills? I mean, nothing's stopping them from having a will. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of them don't. And they're not going to have like kids or parents, you know? So I'm sure a lot of these people die without any clear air. And I'm sure a lot of their wealth is also, like, in artifacts. Like, I'm sure it's like, oh, you've got a million-dollar Toledo Salamanca. Ooh. Uh, and then, you know, you can just scoop that up, and what do you know? You got your operating budget covered for the next quarter. That's right. Or, or a boat. Or a boat. Yeah, why not? Just take mm. the barge. Just take the barge. But yeah, Just the give watch. me the barge. Just give me the barge. Well, the Watchers is like an ancient organization, too. So they could have been stealing since dinosaur days. Dinosaur yeah. days. Ooh, do you think there were immortal dinosaurs? Wait, I'm sorry, so the dinosaur is the, the theory that the dinosaurs themselves are immortal? Yeah. Well, yeah, have you ever heard of the Loch Ness Monster, man? That's <laughs> <laughs> Nessie won the dinosaur immortal uh, game. Yeah, and the prize was to hang out in a lake forever. <laughs> uh, last night, have you guys seen this video? Since we're just talking about internet videos for half of this uh, podcast, uh, it's from, like, I guess the 90s, and it's this couple at a beach in, oh, is it in Virginia, actually? Uh, but, like, they claim they saw, like, a sea monster, and it's the husband and wife describing to the reporter what they saw. And they're like, its head was like a basketball. And they're like, it had teeth like this, and it, like, growled at me. And the whole story is, we'll watch it later. It's very good. Wow. I, don't know what to, I don't know how to, like, describe it to people, but 
uh, like what to even search for, but it's, it's fascinating. It's wonderful. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Eamon, you're up with email number eight. We got what? Three more to go. Oh. All right. So this is interesting. This is an interesting email. Mm-hmm. The subject is martial art. Ellipses. Ellipses. And it's from Sean. Sean. We think Sean listens to the show. Let's read his email. Hi, my name is Sean. I will like to know if you are available for a martial art training for my kids. Are you set up to take credit cards? Thanks, Sean. <laughs> what? Yes, we are set up to take credit cards. Yep. Just uh, so who wants to train Sean? I guess is the question. Sean's kids. It's Sean's kids. kids. I'm sorry. Who wants to train Sean's kids? I'll fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna teach him? What's the what's the uh, what's the uh, the syllabus? Uh, training. I'm just gonna watch a bunch of Steven Seagal videos before <laughs> I teach him that, and just teach him that. Okay. Just teach him nut punches. They're gonna be they're kids. They're gonna be like the right size to like have a really effective yeah. dick they're punch. Nut height. Nut height. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's do like the Jean Claude the split, the split Ooh. punch. The split punch. That's a that's a crucial move. It's a showstopper. Yeah, it, it certainly is in the Mortal Kombat movie, not Jean-Claude. But Oh, that's yeah. right. I really like Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, I do find it interesting that he managed to make an entire career out of being able to do a split. <laughs> like, can somebody... You couldn't get away with that today. Like, making a movie career out of doing one thing. Or maybe you could, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who are our big action stars right now? The Rock? The Rock. I mean, he's the whole package. Keanu, does he count as a big action star right now? I think so. Yeah, he's still. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh oh! Sorry, Lola just fell off the couch. <laughs> oh, okay. In an unforced error, and is looking very confused right now. Oh, Lola. Uh, she's fine. Uh, very slop- sloppy sounding. Sloppy. Yeah. I don't know. She she pulled a flopsy. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna sue you. Yeah. I don't I'm looking at this email again. I, I don't know if we ever responded to Sean. I I hope he found probably school. not, because like either it sounds like he's either a crazy person or a scammer. So mm. does he think we're like the sword experienced? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not gonna lie. Uh some behind the scenes uh news for listeners out there. Uh we get I don't say a lot of emails like this. In the past, more so. We've, we've gotten a lot of emails being like, I'd like to arrange a meeting with blank, blank from the show. How can I make that happen? And I, resp- I remember I got into a back and forth with someone. I was like, look, uh, we're a podcast one, and that's like inappropriate. And like, they just wanted to go to dinner. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was really awkward and weird. And they were like, you should set this up. And it's like, nope, bye-bye. So. That's so weird. I just really want to have dinner with Adrian Paul. We're not affiliated with these people. Like, <laughs> we're not their agents or bookers or managers. We can't like call like you know Jim Burns and be like, "Hey Jim," he'd be like, "Hey, don't call me." <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, next email. Uh, this is from Anthony E. Anthony. The pen ultimate email. That's right. Um. Not written with a pen, which is strange. Uh, Typed. Um, 
It's called I've Got a New Game for You. He says, hey, guys, I've got a new game for you to try out. I see this as a category on Jeopardy every once in a while and think it would be fun to play with Highlander. You sort of made a light bulb go off in my head during your recent Stone of Schoon episode, and I think you should explore this. So here's how it works. You mash up the plot of two episodes and have to guess what the new episode would be called. For example, Richie steals the Stone of Schoon and ends up being held hostage for ransom by the granddaughter of the owner of a defunct hotel. Answer, the ransom of Richard Redstone of Schoon. Ah, oh, okay. yeah, right. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, like so it's genius and you know it, <laughs> he says. Uh, I'd be happy to build your mashup episodes and new titles for you if uh, it's something you'd like to try out. Uh, Anthony, absolutely. This sounds great. Yeah, um, Great show as usual. Just a uh, <laughs> note, the story is actually canon since Fitz tells Duncan in the series finale, ooh, spoiler alert, um, that he died while trying to blow up. Oh, you have something to say, Eamon? I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're saying no. I'm no so spoilies. Oh, okay. Do you want me to not read? I won't read it. No, you can read it. I was just scolding Anthony. Oh, okay. No, but we've actually, we have actually discussed this before, this spoiler. Yes. Uh, so let's see here. In the series finale, he tells Duncan that he died while trying to blow up the Abbey because Duncan wasn't around to save him. Kind of leaping ahead on that one, but I recently rewatched the series finale last week, so it was uh, on the top of my head when I listened to the Stone of Schoon episode last night. Definitely not the fairy story you might think it is, but other than that, great insights and great show. Carry on. Mm. Thank you, Anthony. Very nice. Send us those games. Yeah. Give us those games. Give us those games. It's kind of mashup things are fun like i've played a version of this like mashup thing where you're supposed to tr tie together movie titles mm. yeah so like if somebody somebody says a movie it's like godfather and then you link that to like godfather of the bride of uh, frankenstein yeah and like you keep on doing it until someone can't do it anymore mm -hmm. lamb of god <laughs> lamb of godfather of the bride yeah anyway I like it. Oh, Frank, that's a, a fun idea. Mm. And there are lots of Highlander episodes to choose from. There are. 117 and, uh, or whatever. Revenge of the Sword. Leader of the Pack. We're just naming episodes now? Mm-hmm. Oh. The, the Gathering. How many episodes Whoa. do you think you could name of Highlander? Revenge of the <laughs> All right. I don't know. That was I fun. Think we have to have, like administer a written test at some point to see mm -hmm. how many we can name. Well, that would be a, a, a thrilling episode. <laughs> <laughs> that happened once uh, when I was in a college mock trial tournament. Our judge was very late, so the other side challenged us to see who, in a written form, could name the most of the 150 original Pokemon. Ooh, wow. baby! I'm pleased to report the Temple University won. Um, both that and the round to follow when the judge finally showed up like 40 minutes late mm. i got this when i bought pokemon yellow do you remember that game i do uh i bought the game and they had this like pokemon strategy guidebook and it had all the original art from the japanese game of all the pokemon like mm -hmm. little watercolor drawings so i bought that book before i bought the game and when I went to the store, I bought the, the yellow game and the, the, the guy behind the register was like, oh, do you want to buy this book too? Oh, excuse me. I have it too. Um, and then, 
the guy was like, you want to buy this book too? And I was like, no, I already have it. And he was like, all right. And I was like, I was like 14 or something. And I was like, no, I, I had that book already. I bought it already. He's like, okay. And he like was pretending like he didn't believe me. <laughs> I totally fell for it. I got so mad. I didn't buy the book a second time, but like, <laughs> I got furious. I was like, ah, I bought it. Ah. That's my story. Out of, That's it just made me think about it. So strange. He was like, he was like, cucking me or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really weird. He was like I, having sex with your wife. Yeah, he was having sex with my wife <laughs> in front of me, and I was enjoying it. <laughs> Wild. Uh, last one. This is it. Is this a, it. Who's this? Uh, who just read the last one? Uh, I did. Uh, you did. Kyle. Kyle's turn, I think. Greetings, rewatchers. I found your podcast in mid-August. And this is a fairly recent one. This is at least from... <laughs> wait, this says it's from September 20th, 2020, which is false, because that hasn't happened yet. Well, maybe it's from the future. Uh, uh, it's probably a typo. It's probably from last September. Yeah. I've had your podcast in mid-August, and I've been listening uh, to it all the time at work. I really love your dynamic and how you play off each other. It's interesting hearing an in-depth review of your show uh, that makes some great points on how poorly written many of the female roles were. Uh, I wanted to share a quick Highlander story I heard from my friend. We were all in college in the early 2000s, and his group of friends played the, uh, the Highlander card game in the dorms. They came up with a special rules where they each picked an immortal, made their decks, and had to carry it with them. If they were caught without their deck when challenged, they became instantly beheaded and taken out of the tournament uh, if they were tagged. I guess there were many times where someone was caught off guard and the chase ensued, leaps over couches, dives into elevators, running down flights of stairs, all to get back to their deck. Uh, on a note of merchandise, I bought an. First off, that's kind of awesome. That's yeah, like rad. I like that. I love that. That's like a mini game in this tournament that like you're playing tag and like it's like you're stuck without your sword. That is. That's really fun. So, on the note of merchandise, I bought an auction of Highlander stuff about eight to ten years ago. It had a bunch of production slash promo photos, and I believe two of the calendars. I know I have uh, it in storage. If you want scans of it, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Skin it in, baby. Yeah. Also, a snack question. Mackies of Scotland, you can find them on Amazon. They have haggis-flavored chips. Whoa. So, <laughs> I am into that. Let's check that out. Leslie, if you ever want to know about good scotch, hit, hit, uh, hit me up. I can help. Uh, though you probably won't, since I've listened to your drunk episodes, and it might be too high quality for your tastes. Damn! Tough but, <laughs> tough but fair. Sorry this email ended up longer than I expected. Keep living the dream. This is from our new friend Dan, and I love his postscript, which is short and to the point. P.S. Fuck Nazis. That's right. Right there yep. with you. Fuck Nazis. fuck Nazis. There we go. If you're a Nazi, fuck you, and you can't listen to the podcast anymore. Yeah. Two of these. Bye. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, that's lucky number ten. Wow, that's a great story about the cards. Uh, Way into that, a lot of fun. Yeah, and how about those uh, haggis chips? I'm very curious what they would 
taste like. I have a guess. They're probably like very black peppery, maybe a little mace. I wonder if yeah. they have like actual like lamb flavor or sheep flavor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or stomach flavor or any sort of internal organ flavor. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, g- g- give me that. We're talking. That acrid, awful flavor. Mm-hmm. Did we ever talk about this? His story about the game made me think of it. Um, through, like, I think Highlander as a mobile game like Pokemon Go would be like awesome. Did we talk about that before? No, but that is true. That would be a lot of fun. Like you go around with your phone and then like an immortal like pops up and like you have to fight him or her like at that time. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really cool. Yeah, one of those uh, augmented reality games with Ooh. Highlander. Why not? Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You could even incorporate flashbacks, I bet. Yeah. I bet All you of could a sudden meet. You're in... Yeah. And, yeah, and like the battle could be in the past or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm into that. That'd be cool. At people. Start thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> well, there's uh, 10 more reader mails. Uh... This one's for the ages. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Do you guys have any final thoughts? He fucking roasted us. He did roast us and our yeah. shit taste in alcohol. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think we all have pretty good taste in alcohol, right? I think. Uh, I mean, it's I selectively deployed, but sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we drink uh, cheap alcohol on the show because uh, I don't respect Kyle or Eamon enough to buy <laughs> better things for them. That's fair. No, I, I mean, I think your lack of respect for us is well documented. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, the us drinking cheap beer on the show is a byproduct of uh, us, you know, just splitting the costs of food and drink, and we keep it cheap. Uh, so that's that. Uh, but I think all of us like I don't also, know, we all frequent our local breweries and distilleries, and you know, but money is an issue for us uh, young whippersnappers out there. So. Well, especially when we're trying to put out a show for which. We make no money. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other side note, the other side of that is also, it won't be uncommon if we've got a long day of recording, if we're in the studio for like eight hours and we're starting a little later, we might grind down like six or seven beers each. <laughs> yes. And my experience with nicer beers is that if you drink six or seven of those, you will be annihilated. <laughs> Yeah. As opposed to drinking like six or seven of the champagne of beers, at which point you're fine. Yeah, totally. Actually, here, here, this is a fun like get to know the rewatchers question before we wrap up. Uh, since we're talking about our shit taste in alcohol, what are some of your like favorite? Let's start with beer, and then uh, maybe just talk about like a favorite spirit or something. I don't know. Sure, something so, a little more highbrow. Yeah, we'll go highbrow on this one. So I will support some local products right here. Uh, there is a brewery. It used to be elsewhere in PA, but it is relocated, I believe, to Passionk Avenue here in Philly. It's called Separatist Brewing, and they have a lot of really killer IPAs. Um, even during the the height of the lockdown, you could like go on Saturdays and do takeout beer from them, and it's a very high quality product. Mm-hmm. And then sticking again with. Uh, local stuff philly distilling company makes blue coat gin which is very good Mm -hmm. particularly in one of my favorite cocktails which is negroni which is gin campari and sweet vermouth whole thing it's bitter it's sweet hits all the notes 
And uh, yeah, those would be my two plugs for for something more highbrow. Very good. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like beers I might like gravitate towards. I mean, like Omagong is great. Uh, I mean, they're like one of the best breweries in the country, probably. If, uh, if you get the chance to go to their uh, facility in Cooperstown, it's awesome. It's just like this beautiful like manor basically and you can get the tour you can eat some good belgian food and then like just hang out on the grounds for a long time it's like a really nice way to spend an afternoon uh and it's right next to the baseball hall of fame and like the franklin delano roosevelt presidential library so yeah that's a, that's a whole trip you can make of it yeah in fact it, we did <laughs> um, so highly recommended it's awesome uh so yeah like oh my god i like like beers that are like more in that like belgian style that are like like more floral i like all that sort of like yeasty funky flavors in a beer uh and then uh to plug a local product uh, as far as beer goes like i like uh flying fish uh brewery in south jersey they're great they're kind of one of the one of the first kind of micro brewery places around here at least uh especially in south jersey uh but they make a bunch of great stuff and uh all their beers for a while were named after uh turnpike exits on the new jersey turnpike which was very clever uh and sadly, that's going away because like they're getting bigger and more well known, and so they're distributing to other places. And I guess it's not as uh, marketable to have like the Exit Four beer because yeah. no one knows it's what little, that is. Uh, it's a little too much inside baseball, right? So they're still making those same beers, but they're calling them different stuff. Uh, as far yeah. as like liquor goes, um, I don't know. I mean, I like rye and whiskey. You know, drink some Bullet or uh, whatever. I don't know. Negronis also are great. Uh, I like Campari. I like like bitter drinks. Um, they like have kind of like a fruitier, I don't know, liqueur or something like Saint Germain is delicious. I don't know if anyone's ever had Saint Germain. It's good in a cocktail. It's very good. It's like an elderflower liquor. Uh, but like that, a little grapefruit juice, a little gin. Ooh, baby. It's good. Mm-hmm. Hubba hubba. Yeah. How about you, E-Money? Um, so I would say Dan kind of got my number. Um, I do drink a lot of uh, cheap beer. Um, I'd say the the fanciest drink I like is the um, the Vesper Martini, mm. which Ian Fleming invented. Um, is that the is is what makes a Vesper a Vesper that it's like half gin and half vodka? Half is that gin, the idea? vodka. That's correct, and it has uh, Lillet in it, um, which is, is a type of wine. Is that a type of vermouth, or is it? Um, it's a it's a French wine um it's um an aromatized wine whatever that means Mm. um but my friend sam uh would make me vesper martinis uh at the old neighborhood bar i would go to and uh i would get super wasted off of them sounds about right it has the lemon a lemon wedge not wedge it has lemon skin instead of twist yep but usually I'm just drinking citywide specials, which in Philadelphia is a beer and a shot. Um, but you support local. You drink at your local brewery and stuff. I do. I do. Yeah, Love City Brewing, if you're ever in Philadelphia, uh, that's my go-to spot. They're great. So we're in a pandemic and uh, everything is horrible right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good closing beer thoughts to defend oh, yeah. our tastes. 
That's right. Did we have Glenn Morangi? I can't remember. That's we did. We bought a bottle when we did the very uh, the first uh, Highlander movie. Yeah, uh, it's true. We kicked off the day. Well, actually, we just left the bottle on the table. I think. Yeah, that was just, fun. Yeah, yeah. got schwasty. Yeah. On good stuff. That's good scotch. See, I'm it is good scotch. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us this week. We're going to be back next week with some more reader mail. And of course, uh, hopefully an interview coming your way soon, which we were teasing uh, a couple episodes ago or a couple weeks ago. Uh, so that'll be really fun. Uh, hope everybody stays safe out there. We're thinking of you. Uh, and hopefully this podcast is, you know, a respite from all the craziness. Uh, but I hope everybody's out there, you know, fighting the good fight too. So uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, thanks again, everybody. Uh, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.